back on the Dane and Nick show. Nick, it's been a while since we've done one of these things. It's the first time we've ever done it live like this. This is something brand new. We're trying out for the first time. I hope it goes smoothly. Technology issues sometimes happen. But, dude, it's glad to hear your voice for real in person, you know, on the internet like this. And, dude, what's up, man? How's it up there in Seattle? It is beautiful in Seattle. We've had that nice, lovely, uh, light hue of wildfire smoke tinting the air. It's been a really calming. It's been a, a really calming presence. But uh, in all seriousness, it's been cool um, being up in Seattle. I think right now with just the four, um, you know, uh, the four Pacific Northwest schools doing really good with uh, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Washington State, and Washington. Just a lot of really cool and excited fan bases up here in the Northwest. And yeah, it's a uh, Definitely great to hear you live and in person. And uh, oh boy, let's let's just see what happens. Yeah, man, dude, Washington this season I think is probably one of the bigger surprises to me. I expected them to be decent, but not quite this good. Kalen DeBoer's offense, man, that like spread, like shotgun base pass attack with Michael Penix Jr. Who would have expected him to play so well? coming in and just like putting up points man that defense is still pretty good I have questions about that secondary but I think the front seven is very good w what have you thought about UW so far this season their big win over Michigan State kind of you know some of the shine went away from that after Michigan State lost last week I forget who too do you think that the Huskies can beat UCLA uh this Friday I before I answer that, because that would just be too easy, I think um, going back to something you said, it definitely is all about Michael Penix Jr. Um, apparently, Robert Griffin on the air was saying big Penix energy the whole time. Um, but in all seriousness, um, he, dude, he plays like, I mean, with big Penix energy, there's like literally no way to stay. He like dominates the game. He just has a swagger about him. And he's brought an aura just back to the city. I mean, I live in Seattle and just like, you see people wearing UW stuff again. And it wasn't like that a couple of years ago. It's definitely getting outnumbered by Cougs out here. So uh, definitely brought in life back to the program. Um, you got to give a lot of credit to, uh, again, Kalen DeBoer. I mean, just weren't they like four and eight last year? It was really, really bad. So um, just that combination has proven just phenomenal, really. And a couple other pieces that um, have stood out to me, um, I didn't know before the season as well, is a wide out Roma Dunze. He's, um, I don't want to call him like, an athletic specimen. He's definitely like a – he's a top athlete in the conference, don't get me wrong, but he just kind of makes um, tough catches in traffic. Um, well, uh, Wes Walker is kind of more of a slot guy in the NFL, but um, he kind of does that on the outside, so I really like him. And then um, also um, with Washington, um, obviously got Jackson Kirkland on the line. So um, just I think that with UCLA um, in regards to the game, I love that combination for Washington and for UCLA. I'm, I've been talking too long. I don't want to – I'm just going to say it. I've never been so on DTR winning big games, and I can't pick him to win this game. So I think Washington – I think Washington's going to beat him, but I want to hear your take on that, um, uh, really on kind of DTR and the Bruins in general, or in, and the Huskies. we got some there too. Well, I think UCLA, I'm a believer in DTR, so I'm coming from the opposite spectrum as you. My concerns are the defense at UCLA. Uh, Bill McGovern is their new defensive coordinator this season. They finally got rid of Jerry Azanaro, and so they moved in a new direction, and it sort of looked okay at the beginning of the year. And then when they played South Alabama, they gave up like 30 or 31 points against that team. And like, like dude, that, that shouldn't happen to a team like that. And then they allowed 18 um, – 
Colorado to score 18 points on them with a freshman quarterback, uh, Owen McCown, I think. And so it's like, you know, I'm not convinced on the defense. And that's been the issue with UCLA, basically all of Chip Kelly's tenure. And so I think DTR will play great. And I think Zach Charbonnet will play great too. And I think they're going to score a ton of points, but I don't think they're going to win the game because their defense isn't good enough to stop Washington's offense for sure. I mean, they, they, they barely squeaked by South Alabama and, or yeah, South Alabama. Yeah. Anyways, they, they also have like no fans that show up at their games, man. And close games like that, a home crowd makes a big, a major difference, just huge both because it's harder to play there when you're the opposing team and because the home team just feeds off that energy, plays with extra effort. Um, and it's, they just don't have that fan base this season. It's a Friday night game. So who knows if they actually show up for this one, but it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of fans. And so, you know, I got UW winning the spreads two and a half. I've been telling my friends like to hammer that, like, I think Washington, will, I think Washington will win by double digits, but um you know, you never really know how those will, will go down. Okay, how about um, – who do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about the Cougars, man. What, what's going on with Wazoo this season? I like that Cougrade. Cam, uh, Cam Ward's been playing well. You know, they nicknamed, they nicknamed him Houdini. I saw that this week. So, Houdini, the quarterback, is killing it up there. But, man, that, that game against Oregon, what are your thoughts on, on the program right now? I mean, my thoughts on the program right now are just – I mean, they're still great. I mean – I think that uh, Jake Dickert is the perfect guy for WSU. Um, I've been saying it for a while. Just uh, I'm from the city, so I can't claim to be, you know, um, a country folk or from a smaller town. But, um, you know, living in WSU uh, or in Pullman for seven years, yeah, I, had a, I went to college once, then left, and then went back. So, like, it was, it was a fun – I love Pullman, man. You know what I'm saying? I spent some good amount of time there. Um, but in terms of the identity of the, uh, the, identity of the town, I never um, understood – I get that Mike Leach is the winner. Um, I mean, he wins games. There's nothing else to it. But I never understood how the town got kind of behind these guys. So um, kind of like loudmouth and arrogant and like berating players and like, you know, making fun of like, um, I don't know, like junior varsity like softball teams, which is absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry, PC culture. It's hilarious. But it's still not cool for like the institution of like a coach to do that. I mean, you, you shouldn't do that. In all seriousness, you know, I got – I got respect for JV. I'm like, I'm like a sixth and eighth grade basketball coach to, you know, JV coach myself, but like, it's hilarious. Come on. You got to last in time. But um, Mike Leach wins like games. But again, I just don't understand why um, the town got behind him. Rolovich was kind of in that same light right when he came in uh, 700 days till the Apple Cup, blah, 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 blah. And like, then he like got like, just like got fired. Um, we don't need to go deeper than that. And then you bring in um, this guy, Dickert, in like, He's quietly just doing things like, and that to me is country ideals. And if you look at the way this team is built, they're hard nosed on the defensive line. You got Ron Stone Jr. And Brennan Jackson. So they're really causing havoc. And like most Pac-12 teams aren't going to want to see them. Obviously, you know, the Utah's, the U-dubs, um, the USC's and probably the UCLA, the Oregon, those type teams they are going to be able to hang physically. But most of the other teams are going to get dominated. And this is probably the best WSU team I've seen personally. Um, I think the conference is strong, so I don't know what that means for how they'll finish. And, again, I just think that's really because of um, Dickert's identity. Again, just a hardworking, quiet, humble-nosed guy, you know, coaching down small-town Wisconsin to really get here. So, to be quite frank, even if the Cougs um, do go to the Mountain West, if this whole um, Pac-12 thing, you know, it may break up. We'll have to wait and see. It may survive. We don't know. 
But um, I think he's the right guy for the job. You can see the way they're playing. And even with the loss to Oregon, this team's really, really on the right path. Um, and like you said, Cam Ward, um, I mean, I can't even say what you said at this point. I mean, Cam Ward, just what I saw last week um, in a loss, he was he was doing things I've never really seen at the NFL or college. Level. He's like throwing the ball from the air. And he was making the game really, really fun to watch. Um, and uh, you're combining that um, with a uh, good defense. Um, I already named um, the two defensive linemen, linebacker, uh, Dion Henley, um, could be like a future NFLer really stepping up this year. Um, got some wideouts into Sean Stribling and Renard Bell. There's talent there as well. So I'm really high on this team. And uh, I think I'm expecting, you know, um, them to play really, really solid um, the rest of the season. Um, I don't know how many wins they'll dictate to, but I think they're going to be really, really solid. Do you think they beat Washington in the Apple Cup? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure where it's at this year. But it's in Pullman. Is, Pullman. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, come on. I'm a kook. That's easy. I can't even – like, that, that's, <laughs> they're not going to – nah, Dick, it's not going to be like – like shouting like um, Mike Leach or Rolovich, like the Huskies are coming to town. The Huskies are coming to town. No, nah, Dickert's going to be like quietly like working, dude, and like getting his team ready to play. But uh, yeah, man. Um, what are your thoughts on um, the Cougs? Or um, let's see, I kind of cover the Cougs there. Um, what, who do you want to hop to next? Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's just go to Arizona since I'm here in Tucson. So like, Jed Fish is in his second year of the program. He really hit the recruiting trail hard, transfer portal well. He's extreme. He might be the best recruiter that Arizona has ever had. And so he's brought in a bunch of new talent this season. It's really paying dividends. Arizona was projected to win two and a half games by Vegas. So uh, basically two or three games, however you want to look at it. Uh, that that win against San Diego State to open the year was really a surprise victory. I don't think anybody was expecting that. San Diego State is not very good this season, it appears. So I don't know how much of a quality win that is, but it doesn't really matter considering the state of the program last year. If you remember, Arizona had one win last season and lost to Northern Arizona, a division or FCS school, um, for the I think the first time in program history. That was just one of the most embarrassing defeats in the history of Arizona football. And he had so many quarterback issues last year with offensive line that was just letting everybody through. Like there's three or four quarterbacks played all, basically all of them got hurt at different points in the season. And then Jaden Delora comes in this year and suddenly the offense looks so much better. I think Jed Fish is basically playing, uh, calling the exact same plays. So his play calling was really, uh, point of concern last season from a lot of people because his offense was just completely ineffective and he's basically running the same system same play calls uh, just with better personnel he basically upgraded every skill position on the offense quarterback running back wide receivers tight ends so it looks like a brand new offense even though it's basically the same scheme and it, it's working pretty well um, this week they play Colorado and so that's probably going to be a win you would think if Arizona loses to Colorado, man, this this is just I don't even know what's going to happen here. I think <laughs> I think I think Arizona Arizona's favored by like seventeen points, right? So they, if they lose to Colorado, I mean, no offense to the bus, but they know where their program's at right now. Um, and earlier this year, Arizona beat North Dakota State, which was a huge win, man. There were so many fans at Arizona Stadium from North Dakota 
uh, that had like a quarter or more of the stadium was North Dakota State fans. They were really loud. It almost felt like a road game at times, but they were just screaming so loud. And Arizona stopped them um, on fourth down in the fourth quarter to get the ball back, went down, scored the game-winning touchdown, and then stopped them again on, on, on third down, and they punted it, and Arizona didn't get the, or didn't give the ball back. So basically the defense won the game, and the offense scored the game-winning touchdown. And so that's huge for the program, man. I don't think many people were expecting Arizona to beat North Dakota State. Vegas actually had North Dakota State favored. So, but the problem is that fish focused on the recruiting trail and the transfer portal on the offense. So the offense, Jacob Cowling is a great wide receiver. Uh, Teta Iroa McMillan, you know, is one of the best wide receiver freshman recruits in the nation committed to Arizona. It's having a pretty good season his first year. And then of course, Jaden Dolores killing it. So, but, but he didn't really focus much on the defense. And so it's basically the same players as last year on the defense. And that's just, it's going to take another season of him hitting the transfer portal, particularly on defense for Arizona to really get better. And until then, I think U of A is close to their ceiling right now. I think they probably can beat Arizona state at the end of the year, Colorado this weekend. And other than that, man, like typically Arizona gets a surprise victory at home against a team that they should not beat. And that happens pretty consistently over the last 15 ish years. And I'm looking at the schedule, and I really don't know where it's going to happen, man. I mean, there's a game against, I think, Oregon comes to Tucson. I know USC comes to Tucson. So, you know, I just – I don't really see it happening this year. I think four wins is probably going to be the ceiling for this team. But what do you – what's the perspective of Arizona uh, out there in Seattle? Jacob Cowling's hella good, man. <laughs> That's the perspective. That guy's so freaking sick. Um in, in a, all seriousness, just as a Pac-12 fan, and, like, uh, I mean, I guess we can really kind of relate uh, to each other in a weird, you know, really uh, losing way in terms of our football programs. Uh, the first stint at college, my WSU team was uh, really that bad. The Paul Wolf um, era, just losing every game, like, 50. Kind of how Arizona was last year. And to, and to see what Jed Fish has done is honestly just really cool. Um, I can't give, like, the deep insight, but I really enjoy watching them. And like you were saying, that North Dakota State game was huge. That was such a big win. That's a like a national championship program. I don't care what level you're talking about. That was not a program that was coming to Tucson to lose. Like that's a national championship winning program. Um, and that's a damn good football team. And you know that stop on fourth and one, that um, audible on that. Um, I don't. I don't remember it's audible. Don't call me on that. But it, that little, it was. You're right. You're right. It was. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, told me that. Yeah. Um, and that quick little <laughs> pass out there to um, Cowling. And that, again, that like, is like that corner out type thing, Cowling for the touchdown. So, I mean, that was just, that was cool to watch. And I was like trying to go to sleep and Arizona wouldn't let me. So that, that was cool. And um, yeah, I guess, uh, you, by the way, so I want to say Arizona is good. I think um, what you said probably is um, right about their sling. I think you said about four or five wins, but the bottom line is they're competitive. And for me, that's all that matters because competitive can easily turn to six or seven wins, given a few players here or there or a few plays here or there. And with Arizona's offense, they can they can make that happen. They're explosive, um, and uh, yeah, uh, I think they'll be competitive in every game. You got to expect around four wins, but uh, with a uh, competitive, that can easily switch. And I realized I was totally uh, probably should have said I think the Cougars going to beat Cal this week, everyone. I know it's about ten minutes late, but uh, yeah, the Cougars going to beat Cal while we're at it. But um, yeah, man, I think that um. Arizona is going to be solid um, this year. And uh, we should probably, like, move ahead from just uh, 
you got Washington, Washington State, Arizona. And so I was looking at um, the pact. Actually, I guess before we do it, dude, uh, it has to be done. What do you think about USC? Uh, we'll just <laughs> – yeah, we, we can't just do it. I mean, we got the L.A. market. I mean, for what, maybe another two years. So what do you think about USC really quickly? We don't got to spend all day on that, but it is what it is. Well, I think, you know, USC's offense is performing as expected. The, the real surprise for me is the defense. Alex Grinch is coordinating of that defense. He's really turned it around um, in, in like a single season. They picked up, I think, probably two good transfers, Shane Lee at linebacker and a corner or a safety that they got from Nikki Blackman, I think, from Colorado. And so they added a, a few pieces to the defense, but it's it's really a lot of the same guys. And they're just they've, – they're, they've produced 14 turnovers – this season and their offense hasn't turned the ball over a single time. So they're plus 14 turnover margin. They lead the country. And when you have a defense that generates turnovers and an offense that's scoring a bunch of points, that's just a combination. It's a recipe for a very good football team. USC is legit. It's the pac 12s best hope to make the playoff. That game against Utah coming up in a, a few weeks is huge. Really going to, God, man, if USC can win that game, I think they have an extremely good chance of making the playoffs. I, I handicap it at more than 50% if they win that game. Um, but, but what, I mean, yeah, you know, basically they're, they're doing better than I thought and maybe like on par with what other people thought. I was a little bit lower on USC than most people, um, but I'm now fully on board with, with, that, with that team, basically just because Alex Grinch's coordinating of that defense has been a big surprise to me. But what do you think of the Trojans? Um. I, I, well, I can't say that would be so boring. I agree and disagree. No, um, I mean, they were really solid in the first three games. I was kind of disappointed in what I saw last week at Oregon State. I know that that is a tough place to play. Um, I think that the Beavers secondary, um, we may not get enough time to hop into Oregon State today, but I just want to shout out the Beavers secondary. What they did last week is absolutely phenomenal because, like, Jordan Addison's the top receiver in the country and he had nowhere to go. I mean, UFC only scored seven, uh, 17 points last week. And if it wasn't for Chase Nolan, just like, well, I mean, man, they get paid now. I can talk shit now. Um, I mean, dude, <laughs> he's I mean, dude, come on. They're getting paid. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't feel yeah. bad. Like, dude, like, I mean, he threw four interceptions and they're like terrible. Like, I mean, come on. Like, Tristan Jebby is sitting on the bench if you want to do that, dude. I mean, I know you're 3-0, but come on, man. Those are all overthrows. So, um, I was – and I was impressed with USC the first three weeks. I thought that blowing out Fresno State was pretty cool. Um, but, I mean, again, I just wanted more. I know you're going to claim that it's a tough, hard-fought victory, and it was. Um, they deserved it. Uh, I just wanted to see maybe a little bit cleaner football. Um, if that guy doesn't push Caleb Williams, uh, they don't pick up that fourth and one. Um, obviously, he throws that absolute freaking dime to Jordan Addison to kind of steal the game last week. But, I mean, besides for that, it was – it was a hideous, ugly, ugly game. And, yeah, you do have to win a couple of those, but you do want to see more than two plays. I mean, it, it wasn't good. So um, where I'm at with them at this current moment is wait and see. Um, just pulled up their schedule with Arizona State. We're not going to see a lot. I mean, just win by 100. Um, Herm Edwards, goodbye, I think. <laughs> Bye, Herm. <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> you killed it, bro. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Michigan, good work, bro. <laughs> All right, sorry, man. My cousin with this. I'm sorry, cousin. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we'll find out about USC um, when uh they play the Cougs. Um, they host the Cougs the following week, uh, October eighth, and then at Utah, October fifteenth, and then actually um maybe a trap game uh 
they traveled down to Tucson two weeks later. Um, you'd think they'd be prepared coming off a bye, but um, if they handled the Cougs comfortably and go to at Utah and maybe blow out the Utes, um, I could see them having a slip up against Arizona. So um, I think that three game stretch is really where we find out who they are. Um, it was ugly last week, but they did win, so I'll give it to them in the end. Um, but I want to see more in that three game stretch before I can give them kind of that deep dive and uh, say whether they're a college football playoff team or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think we're so early in the season. We're like halfway through like the regular season technically, but we're just at the beginning of conference play. So we're really still learning about these teams. But all right, let's jump to Oregon, the Ducks. Just based on last weekend, like what were they doing in the red zone, at least in the first half? Like that play calling was in the red zone was some of the worst that I've ever seen in any football game ever, man. They got into the red zone like three or four times. Once there was a pick six, and I think every time it was a run um, other than that pick six. And just – I don't know, man. Like, I think Oregon is good. They got embarrassed against Georgia at the beginning of the year and then have sort of bounced back. They had a re- they looked really good against BYU. Um, it sort of re- re-energized my belief in, in the team this year. But I, I don't know really what Oregon is. Yeah, they had a, a good win against Wazoo coming back. You know, a lot of teams would have folded, man. That's a really uh, – it's indication of the culture that Dan Lanning has built that that team did not give up um, despite all that adversity they, they face and how poorly they, they were playing, and they still got the win. Um, so I just – I don't really know yet about Oregon. I, I, I expect they'll continue to win, um, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough uh, to make the Pac-12 championship game with the new, the way that they pick the the teams in the Pac-12 championship, it really is dependent on schedule and not so much as, you know, like it used to be in the North versus South. So I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not really convinced either way in the ducks yet. What about you? Um, well, I mean, uh, since this, this article will be really released tomorrow and I'll read it word for word and then I'll give you actually like a real take, but uh, it's actually the truth. Um, so the Ducks will go as far as Bo Nix takes them. If Nix can continue to show the resiliency he showed against Washington State, then the other conference foes are in trouble. Dot, 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 dot. I'm not going to read any more of that. But um, basically, in all seriousness, that's the truth. Um, I'd heard a lot of things. I'd interviewed, like, um, a Georgia writer before the season and, like, a Florida writer. And, like, it seemed like everyone kind of had these, like, knocks on Bo Nix. They kept kind of saying, like, oh, like, well, you know, he's there. Like, that, that's cute. Like, it just seemed like no one ever really, like, kind of believed in him and uh I kind of when he threw those interceptions against Georgia I was like damn this guy maybe he isn't that good and then um you know I kind of just let that slide and then again when he threw that pick six against WSU I know every announcer in the world was like that is a great play by the Cougar player I don't remember his name but like it wasn't like it was a bad throw like you don't make that throw in the red zone um but then um I actually tweeted on Twitter I was like I think I said something along the lines of I feel like um, as long as Bo Nix is in charge of um, basically the quarterback of Oregon, the program is probably in trouble. Um, so, like, he proved me entirely wrong in the second half. Um, just took over the game, made uh, every single play. Um, we're talking how USC did basically made two plays to win a game last week uh, or against Oregon State last week. Um, Bo Nix made every single play to win that game. Every throw was on the money. He made nice QB sneaks in the end zone. Uh, he managed the time well. You got different players involved. Um, it seemed like he did a good job of getting the running, uh, rushing attack going in the second half. He literally did everything right. And if that is the bone next to come, and if that was the hump he needed to get over, and if that's who he is, 
I mean, this Oregon team is probably the best team in the conference. Um, and sometimes players like him do need that hump because it wasn't again, it wasn't Chance Nolan just throwing the ball up to me and you out there. Uh, Bonix uh, went out there and won a football game, um, and he did it um, with in a hostile WSU environment. I know they won that game. I mean, Cougar fans here. Uh, people saying we're going to the Mountain West. So that was a hostile crowd. Um, uh, went over Wisconsin and Oregon really changed things for uh, WSU. So Nick's handled a big-time environment. Obviously, he's seen them uh, down south before in uh, much larger stadiums, but he handled a hostile environment, pulled out a win, and uh, really, I mean, he kept Oregon season live because um, if they lose that game, they're in trouble. So I think that as long as he can continue to really – do his thing. I mean, uh, they got a good running back in Bucky Irvine. Uh, I'm not really too sold on uh, Troy Franklin, a wide out, but plays for Oregon. So again, he's more athletic than, you know, half the conference players against the real teams. He may struggle a little bit. Um, and really the main thing I, I guess I really want to say about Oregon and uh, not forget is their offense line is the key. They need to keep riding that horse. Um, you get Alex Forsythe um, and TJ Bass. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe um, I believe one of them may have gotten injured. So don't quote me on that, but um Bottom line, their um, offense line is really, really good. And I think they just need to keep riding that. Um, their defense is probably going to figure it out. I mean, you got uh, Noah Sewell and Justin Flo's back, um, and Justin Flo's back from injury as well. Um, got some good pieces on the defensive line. And um, I'm just thinking, again, if they can just really run the rock, um, play solid defense, and Bo Nix does what he did last week, uh, I think the Ducks could be pretty solid. And uh, it'd be safe to say that they're probably on that conference championship order um, like usual. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll see how, how the rest of the season goes. Um, they play Stanford this week, which, you know, Stanford's really got issues along the offensive line right now with injuries and retirements. So I think that defensive line of Oregon is really going to thrive, uh, get a bunch of sacks like UW did against Stanford. But all right, let's close out this episode with Utah. So uh, Cam Rising, you know how Utah is, man. Made the Rose Bowl last season. Really a lot of upswing in that program. Uh, lost the opener against Florida um, and then have looked pretty good since that game. What What's your impression on Utah this season? Uh, they're playing Oregon State this weekend. Do you think they're the real deal or did that loss to Florida kind of dampen your expectations for this season for them? Um. So – I just want to say that Cameron rising is like the coolest dude in the world. Like he, he is the coolest dude. I don't know if it's the hair or what it is, but like, as long as he's quarterback, like I don't, basically like Cameron rising should be president. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to say here, um, but in all seriousness, um, actually, actually, let me ask you, I'll get my take um, before I get, um, I want to clarify something with you. Did you hear um, – didn't Grant Keithy just get injured for the season? Yeah. Got, um, Kyle, yeah, Kyle Winningham announced that he's out for the rest of the season. I think it was um, a leg injury, but I'm not quite sure. It might be an ankle. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, Grant Keithy's out for the season. So, uh, it's a little bit of a hit to their offense. But they did have a good uh, – a tight end that came in that, that last game. I forget his name, but he looked pretty good. I saw a couple highlights from him making some plays. Was it, um, was it uh, Dalton Kincaid by chance? No, no. Kincaid is like the other main um, tight end threat. It was a new guy that came in. He was uh, probably an underclassman, looked a little skinny for, for a tight end. But, um, yeah, I forget his name. I can look it up. 
no, we don't have to do all that. That's way too much work. <laughs> if, if he makes plays, if he makes more plays, we will remember his name. How about that? He's not getting no NIL deals. We're not making fun of him, but he's not getting no more airtime. I mean, come on, <laughs> I mean, you just called him skinny in the description. That's not like a ring <laughs> We have to go look up his name. Dude. <laughs> I, I said I said skinny for a tight end. Okay, he's probably like three times my size, right? But like skinny for a tight end. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can take him down. You know, I'm like a one sixty five nine. Dude, I got him, bro. If he wants to see me in a WWE cage match, is that still legal? Do they still do those, or is that like banned? I have no idea, man. I, I couldn't even tell you anything about that. <laughs> Okay, um, so this is what our Utah football conversation has gone to. All right, back to the back to the Utes. Um, no, in all in all seriousness, I think the Brant um PD injury really does hurt them. Um, against the really really good teams, let me pull up their schedule. Um, really quick here. Um, because I think that they've just never had the big play threat, and that's kind of um like been my problem with them. I think Devon Bailey is still supposed to be that guy at wide out. And it feels like he's not – I mean, he's good, dude. Like, he's good. But he's not, like, elite. I take Roma Doomsday over him at UW. I take Cowling over him at Arizona. I take um, Addison over him at USC. I take about five other receivers <laughs> on USC's roster over him. You know, so, um, I mean, that's my one thing with Utah. They've never had the big play threat. And I think Keithy was kind of – he was really that guy that made it all work. Tavion Thomas is going to get a lot of the hype because um, he scores a lot of the touchdowns. Had over twenty last year, but um, and he's a hell of a running back. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take anything. Um, I want, he, he deserves respect. I'm just he deserves respect. But I feel that Brant Keithy is um, kind of that, just that you know that man. Not to say a, a corny quote, but it's something that everyone will understand. He's that glue guy. He really is. Um, he just um, he blocks. Um, he may have a couple of games where he goes out there and really only has like two or three catches. He's going to block. He's going to get open. He's going to run the right routes. He's going to create space. He's probably going to, like, headbutt a guy on his team so hard that he wants to make a tackle. Like, dude is the gamer every second, and losing him is going to hurt Utah at some level. And now I'm um, pulling up their schedule, like you are talking about, um, Oregon State next week. Um, I think that the Utes get that. Um, When you have Cam Cam Rising um, versus uh, Chance Nolan, I mean, that's that's all I need to know about that game. So I think Utah's going to win that. Um, but then after that, it's at UCLA versus USC, at Washington State versus Arizona. Um, that's a that could be fun. Um, so and then they have actually at Oregon after that, uh, or not at, at that, it's Stanford in between. So five other six next games, um, they're gonna have to at least show up. Um, you know, Arizona, Washington State, our two schools probably being the lesser of those two, but you do have to show up against those two programs now. Um, obviously, you got USC, UCLA, and Oregon. So we'll find out who they really are in those matchups, but. With Utah, it's going to be interesting to really see how they respond without Keithy, how they get the big plays. And, you know, you know their defense is going to be good. You know they're going to be well coached. You know they're going to do all the little things right. That's what Kyle Whittingham does. This is still going to be a solid football program. They're still going to win games. It doesn't matter who's going to get injured. Um, I mean, uh, last year looked like they're completely screwed. Um, Charlie Brewer to transfer out, um, thank, thank goodness. And um, obviously, Camp Rising took over. So, this is just a winning program that's going to find a way to win. Um, it may be a little bit uglier, a lot closer without Keithy now. Um, so I do think they beat Oregon State next um, in this upcoming week here. But in regards to the big season, um, in, or in regards to the whole season, I don't think they're going to really make the Pac-12 championship anymore. I just don't see them being better than USC 
Oregon, um, Washington. And without Keithy, um, I actually think um, UCLA may be creeping on them and maybe even the Cougars get them because when they head down to Pullman. So I think that that loss to Keithy is going to keep games a little bit closer than they're comfortable, and that might cost them one or two. Again, still going to be great, still going to win a lot of games, but this one or two might co- uh, probably going to cost them a berth in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit higher on Utah than you are. Morgan Scally's defense is very good. They've been really good for, for years, really. Um, they made several Pac-12 championship games over the past four or five seasons, and they really do it without really high-ranked recruits. They develop their players, so they might have lost you know, their primary tight end, but like I said, they got that, that new guy coming in. They still got Kincaid, um, Tavion Thomas there, running back still, and, of course, Cam Rising. And the defense is going to be solid. So I actually think Utah will beat USC um, later this year. I don't know about the games at UCLA or at Wazoo, but I think that USC game, man, like I'm so split on it, but I think Utah is going to win. I'll see how I feel closer to that time. But at this point, I think um, I would probably project Utah to make the Pac-12 championship game with either – I don't know, USC, Oregon, or Washington, I guess. But, dude, there's so much time left, man. We're in, like, week five or whatever. So, this is just – there's there's way too many games left before we can, you know, really make a good prediction on that. But, all right, dude, this was a good episode, man. We're running, like, 40 minutes or – oh, no, 30 minutes on this one. So, I think we can wrap this one up, man. I'm watching this BYU game right now. Like, what is going on? This is one of the worst performances I've seen out of BYU this season. Utah State is not a good football team. And they have been keeping it close in the first half. Utah State looked better. And it's an 11-point game right now with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, over under is 58. They're at 51. So let's see what happens there. But, um, yeah, you got any closing thoughts? Yeah, my that's a random synchronicity moment, man. My last tweet was from a, a writer I was telling you about earlier that I worked with. And he was saying Utah State's quarterback was out. I like rarely post about Mountain West stuff. So you're right. I don't know what the heck is going on with BYU. They should be smacking them without their starting quarterback. Um, yeah. And other closing thoughts, um, just basically Pac-12 football is actually back this year. It's fun to watch. I've probably sounded like a Pac-12 hater. Hell, maybe I was a Pac-12 hater the, the past three years. But, dude, it's been actually fun to watch this year. There's good quarterbacks like literally everywhere. I'm just going to start regionally because it's easier. Um, you got Washington, good quarterback. Washington State, good quarterback. We're skipping Oregon State. That's for not sure. Oregon, good quarterback. Cal Plummer's actually making plays. Stanford, good quarterback, even though they're terrible. USC, good quarterback. UCLA, good quarterback. Arizona, good quarterback. Arizona State. Um, Herm Edwards in Eastern Michigan, bro. Eastern Michigan, Herm Edwards. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry, dude. It's just uh, can we recruit Amos Eastern Michigan. Wow, dude. Um, Cam Rising and then Colorado. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't have much left there. But uh, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I think that there's really good quarterback play throughout the conference and it's making it a lot of fun to watch. Because every team's ex- not every team, but a lot of teams are explosive. Um, it's making the defense have to kind of be more precise, um, execute a little bit cleaner. And it's uh, like I said, it's it's actually been really fun to watch. So um, it's early, but really excited to see what happens going forward. Um, go Cougs! Let's not go to the Mountain West. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's all I got, man. All right, word. Well, this was a good episode. I'm guessing we'll do more of these in the future. Maybe when basketball season, we can we can do something like this too. But okay, everybody, until we see you guys next time, stay safe out there. 
And uh, yeah, have fun this weekend watching the games.